0: Okay, let's begin. Parsha Zvayechi, um, Tavshin Pe Gimel. And uh, just to, uh, like to start off with something that I just heard today. So it's not on your sheet, but it's uh, fascinating. Uh, I heard uh, from Rev. Uh, Bitterman. He said that this is a Parsha of Chizuk. A Parsha of Chizuk. Why is it a Parsha of Chizuk? So we have towards the beginning of the Parsha, Vayishazek Yisrael Vayeshev Alamita. Right? Yaakov Avinu strengthens himself to, uh, to sit at the bed to, uh, because Yosef is coming. There's one Chizuk. Then later on, we of course have the end of Sefer and we have Chazak, Chazak, Veniz Chazak. We have, be strong, and then we have in the Haftorah. Right? David Amelech is on his deathbed, and he says to Shlomo, Anochi olech I'm going the way of everyone. V'chazakta Le'ish. You shall be strong. And be a man, vishamartas, vishvaras, Hashem, and guard Hashem's ways, lalechas, Bidracha, Lishmar, etc. So it's a parsha of chizuk, three times. We have towards the beginning of the parsha, towards the, at the end of the parsha, and in the, in the haftorah. But he he added that, um, when it comes to chizuk, you know, we have to take it step by step. Right? We don't, uh, we don't jump, uh, up the ladder or else we'll fall. So, little by little, what did Yaakov do? Yaakov was, Lying down. And what did he do? He sat up. He went from lying to sitting. Chazak, chazak. What does the tzibur do? They're sitting and they stand up. So they go from sitting to standing. Shlomo HaMelech is standing at his father's deathbed. And what does David HaMelech do him? To tell him, chazakta laleches bidracha volishmar chukosav? Start walking. Start going. So the chizuk in each one. It's three chizuks, but... It's uh, each one, first to sitting, then to standing, and each situation that one is in, one just does a little bit and gets to the next position. Uh, again, these are physical positions, but of course they could be reflective of spiritual positions as, as well. Okay, so now let's get into uh, the regularly scheduled program that you have uh, in front of you. Um, so we'll start off with, uh, with a Draj David. It's really two mashachachmas, but he puts them together. Two meshachachma is one meshachachma we did a number of years ago, but um, but he puts two together, and that is vayichi Yaakov again be'aretz Mitzrayim. Yaakov lived in Mitzrayim. The meshachachma points out that he lived in Mitzrayim. The Yaakov Avinu he quotes the meshachachma at the beginning. Lo be'iro Levaduchai, chai, lo Goshen levad. What does he say? He lived doesn't it say he lived in Goshen. It says he lived in Mitzrayim. Rach be'chol eretz Mitzrayim. The whole famine stopped in Mitzrayim, right? When he was there, not just in Goshen. When when he died, the whole country felt it. And after he died, it um, it came back, but his presence was felt in the entire Mitzrayim. Says the Meshach, says the Drash David. First of all, we see from here that Yaakov's uh, not only we know from Parsha's Vayetze, Vayetze Yaakov in Bereshit Remember, Panahoda, Pana Panahadara, pana and we discussed a couple of weeks ago what each of those mean. Uh, but not only there, but also here. Here we have Yaakov Avinu's presence in Mitzrayim was felt, and there was a hashpa. So the Drash David here connects this to a different Meshechachma. The Meshechachma in the beginning of Sefer Dvarim. Look at line fourteen. La hazbir to explain this meshachachma. I'm going to use another meshachachma. Yishlahavi as mashakazva meshachachma ba'havtora la'parshas dvarim. Shom beer a gemara. There he explained the two gemaras. The gemara and Shabbos kufyutes Loharva Yerushalayim ella bishvil shaloh zedze. One of the reasons of the churban beis hamikdash is that they did not rebuke each other. They didn't care that each other were, was sinning. They didn't listen to each other's um, explanations and improvement strategies. Rams and sheep. They just go. Their, their head is in the back of the, other, the one in front of them and they just walk. They stuff their faces in the ground. They didn't look at each other. They didn't try to improve each other and they didn't take any rebuke from uh, others. So that's one Gemara. That's the early Gemara Kufi base. But later on in that Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda tells us, Because they were mavaza and disgraced rabbis. And there's a passage quoted. Says the Meshachachma, both of these could be connected. That they didn't rebuke each other and they were mavaza, they disgraced Talmud chachamim. Both of those have the same root. And again, this is just summarizing. There are two types of people that can influence their surroundings. And there are two ways that Hashpah happens. Two very different ways. One way is, even if I'm not greater, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a parent, I'm not a, I'm not a community leader, but I could still could have a just by being a simple Jew and by teaching by example, people look at me and think, "Wow, he's just a regular, a regular. He's not the Rosh Hashiva, and he's still acting like that. Wow!" And that uh, inspires, right? When people who are not rabbis make a difference in on, on, on Jewish people, Pinchas Kahati was a banker, right, and he made his he made his mark on on Klal Yisrael, right. The the Rashash, he made it to the back of the Gemara. Shmuel Strausson, one of the great Gdole Achronim from the 19th century, he made his mark. He was, he was not a, he was not a rough in Vilna. So, just being a simple, quote unquote, Jew, Adam Pashutcha somebody who has difficulty and he's working hard in his Parnasa, but he's very honest, Vinizra he doesn't rip anybody off at of the slightest amount. That shows people that even if he's in difficult and dire straits, he will always be honest and he always will be yasher. I could also do it. That's one way to have shpa You don't have to be a leader. You could just be a neighbor. You could just be a friend. Number one. But then, of course, is number two and maybe the more obvious one. Meida mishu someone who is raised above the yadua kabal madrega gavoa. Somebody who people look at and say, "Oh, he's in a different league, right?" And he's got a, a different spiritual makeup. He can't teach fully by example because people would look at him and say, "Well, I'm not like that, right?" The Gemara sometimes says Adam chashuv shiny. Right, and Adam Chashev has to have a higher behavior, because as some of the Mepharshim explain, people look at an Adam Chashev and say, "Well, if he does that, I can do go like right one step beneath that. I can't do that. That's for him." But that could do one step beneath that, so that's why he has to have an even higher standard. So somebody like that, shikene akol <speaking> tolemas <in> masav hanasim Lolo revav <Hebrew> be'tay his actions that are without a stain, gaso gavoa, are because he's on a very high level. But how could he be mashpiya if he opens his mouth, if he inspires them and talks to them, and they know that he has the wisdom and he can explicitly, <coughs> hopefully, affect a difference. People listen. Line twenty-one. So these are the two ways. The two ways to improve others are just being myself. You know, if I'm on the same level or if I'm on a higher level, so then to be mashpia and to talk to them and give shiurim and, and, and shmuzin. Says the Meshachachma, this is all quoted here, says the Meshachachma in Dvarim, that's the two rejections that the Dar HaChurban did. Right? They did not accept Tochacha from each other and they were mavazet Those are the two, rejecting the two ways that it would be possible to improve. There's a double Teviyah. There's a double complaint. They want to learn from their friend, but they rejected their friend. And they want to learn from their leaders. They rejected their leaders. So in both of those ways, the Meshachachamah says, that's why the Churban didn't stand the chance. didn't stand the chance. So now, using their Meshachachma to explain this Meshachachma, where again, back in our parsha, the first Meshachachma said that Yaakov Avinu, HaYechi Yaakov, Be'eres Mitzrayim. He didn't just live in Goshen. He lived in Mitzrayim. Now, on line the second page, on line 11, Sh'tedrachem Elu Matzino Afi Yaakov Avinu, shemitzad Echad Ho'echiyach Kodamoso. In this week's parsha, right? He explicitly gave Tochacha, to his children, based on the tchunos of each one. But even not just from his explicit rebuke, but just from who he was. Just by watching him, think about his life. Right? Who in, in the in the Torah had a tougher life than Yaakov Avinu? In Tanakh, okay, we're not comparing anything, but David and Melech had a challenging life. But says the in the Torah, and Rashi quoted this a few weeks ago. Rashi quoted this, I think in Parshas case. Right, on V'kel Shaddai, Yitain Lachem Rachamim, that emotional Rashi, right? He should say, Die I've been through the Tsaras, and here he lists them. he ran away from his brother and wanted to kill him. And then 20 years in the house of Lavan, and his love of his life dies in childbirth. Misas Racham Saras Dina, Shimon, Saras Yosef, all of those, all of those. He said last week, he didn't lose his emunah. And that's Vayichi Yaakov, Eret Mitzrayim. Because he had this effect, both in words, on his children and his grandchildren, and just on the rest of the Egyptians, just by being who he, being who he was. And that's what we have to take on the next column now. Right, what's, what can we do? We have a tremendous achrayas. People look at us. Right, when we're in shul. People look at when we come to shul. People look at how we daven. Even if it's just a friend or, or, or an acquaintance. We have an effect that we shouldn't daven well because of that, but we have to we have to know that, and we have to recognize that, and, and know the power that we have, the achrayas that we have uh, as as an Orthodox Jew, the achrayas that we have as a, as an Eved Hashem, and we have to make sure that we use the best of our abilities to inspire people, whether we you know whether we like it or or not, we're in that situation. Or Yaakov Kamenetsky says the word hashpa comes. Um, Lahashpil is to, to lower. Lahashpil is to, uh, he said it's from the, from the root of, of a slant, right? Shvela is going low down, right? Because Hashpah is like, kind of like you have a roof and the rain goes down the roof and, and just, you know, goes down without, there's, there's a Hashpah there. There's a, there's a uh, slant. So too, that's what Hashpah is also in a, in an automatic type of way. Okay. So we continue. So what happens? So Yaakov is in Mitzrayim. And Yisrael, we mentioned in the past, whenever Yisrael is used, it could be more of a national import, Yaakov is more personal, Yisrael, the, the, the life of, of the third Av is coming to an end. He calls to his son Yosef, and he says, I need you to swear to me, I'll not take Bereni The Archaim HaKadosh, as he always picks up on details, uh, in the text, source number three, the Archaim HaKadosh wonders why the Torah tells us, Vayikra libno lioseif. We know Yosef is his son. Just say Li-Yosef. <laughs> and if you want to say bino, so say Li-Yosef bino. Why do you have an extra Lama in there? Libno lioseif. What's the double usha? So yesh tom, so he says tom shalakar el yosef So why he called yosef out of all the shvatim? That's understandable. He's the one that has the power. He's the one that's second in command that could, that could say, I'm gonna take care of it. But why does it add that word? Just say he called Yosef. There's no other Yosef. We only know of one. Gam Yosef tevas lamed li Yosef vlohis Lomar, Libino o Yosef or Yosef beno. So why is there an extra phrase, an extra letter? Nire says the Arachaim Hakadosh. Kibah Hakasev lasei stam lekriya ech yikra hed yot lemelech. There's a there's a halachic problem here, and maybe an, even an ethical one. Yosef is is second to come Yosef's like the king malchus There are many sources, he quotes, in Gemara and Medrash, that Kavon Malchus is paramount. Giving cover to royalty, the Gemara and Brachas talks about, both in the Bavli and the Yerushalmi, about running to see Malchei Akum, non-Jewish Malchus, that will inspire us, maybe that will inspire us to see what real Malchus, Malchus uh, Yisrael is like. But there's a there's a big discussion. Rabo. The Gemara talks about what happens if your Rebbe is your son. What are you supposed to do in that uh in that situation? It's a it's a difficult situation because you have to have cover for your Rav. And he covered it for your father. So he quotes various uh Deus. Valkal <speaking in Hebrew> He says on line eleven, Midir Taman Muchak Betherish, Ki Godol Khiv coved Bainasiya Love. A king is even greater than a father. Fafilohayabinoatsmonasi, Ellachasne the Bainesiah. Vim how did Yaakov even ask? Yosef. Yaakov should have asked to be carried to Yosef, or put on horses, or put in a wagon, put on those at and brought. How did he do this? So says the says there are That's the two phrases. yosef. What does that mean? With just one, it wouldn't have been good enough. If it wouldn't be his son, even though he was righteous, even if he would have just been Yosef HaTzadik, then he couldn't have called him. Because he's the Melech. He's going to come. So what? He loves the, the, um, the simpletons. But for the Melech to come, to make a visit? And the other way, if he was Beno and not Yosef HaTzadik, he wouldn't have come either. Lo He only called him because he had both miles. El letzad hayos bino. Vohamer lebino gam liosay yosef Hayadu Abitzirkus, Hayadu baflagas avas av. He was at tzaddik and he had tremendous love. Vehu laaviv haavlo vehu laaviv latamzeh hu sheshalach likrolo sheyada sheyimchalakfodo. He knew he would be mochal on his cover. He knew he was righteous and he would come. And he knew the love that he had for his father. So it's Le'bno, liosev that's what allowed him to do it and why he knew it would work. The Agam, even though we know from Masechah's Kedushin, a Rebbe can be mochal uh, on his covid a parent can be mochal on their covid But a Melech can't. Says the Arachaim, he wasn't officially a Melech. Avomelach hazeh b'Metzius zeh, the father couldn't come to him, really? And this isn't really a melech. So the, those rules don't fully apply, even though the concept of k'vod malchus, remember, he's mischazek himself, right? That's what the Rashi says earlier. But he's because he had that, uh, that covenant malchus, that he wanted to make sure. Avopishu b'ni melechu lo Rashi says. Mikanshachan cover the Malchus. The Moshe and also uh and Navi runs in front of uh Achav. Okay. So this is the Yarachai. So what happens? We continue. So he knew he was going to die soon, so he called to Yosef and he makes him swear and he swears. And he's going to do what um, he's going to do what he uh when he does and uh then Akhar Ela. Yosef is told that his father is is uh is very sick. If you look in the psukim, we spoke about this a number of years ago, but I uh, use it again. If you look in the Otras HaTorah, if you take that literally. The days that Yisrael died came close. Say, so ask the Zohar. Well, how many days does a person die in the Yemei Yisrael, the days of Yisrael, those days of of dying? Shol Azor Akadosh. Ma'or Yikrivu Yemei Yisrael Lamos. Yemei Mashmalosh and Rabbim. V'chikama Yamin Adames. Okay, we know that death is a process. That's true. But when the final moment of Pitera happens, that's only for a moment. Halobi Yom Echad. Uberega Echad Adames. The day of his uh, the day of his death. What do you mean? Yemei. Yisrael Ella says the Zohar, and again, this is a translation, obviously, of the Aramaic. When a person's days are numbered, literally, all the days, all the days that we were alive. Every day that a person's alive comes and is basically made on itself. Right, we mentioned in the past, this is formulated as we're all writing a book. Every day of our life is another page in the book. And every page is going to be made about our life. So, all of our days are going to come close and come with us to Shamayim. And Ashrei praises the person whose days there is nothing to be embarrassed about. Although we're not embarrassed about any of the days. They say the call this Before he went to sleep, he used to think about uh, his day, and if he if he didn't do enough, he would just like reach into his pockets and he felt some uh, some a couple of uh, coins left, and he gave him the tztaka. I said, I need a, I need a, this day wasn't enough. I need a little bit more, a little bit more. Leficha, and that's why it says by tzaddikim krava. Because all those days were coming with him, right? Similar to right? He came with all of his days. Came with all of his days, and he quotes this from the from the Zohar in Parshas Naso, also which the Gratz quotes in Mishlei. The Grah talks for there about the seven stages of din. That a person uh, has right before they were nifter, right after, and and uh, different different processes. But we have to know all the days. We come with all the days. That he quotes a story from the sasaver Mosheleib Misasov, who sometimes you know traveled for tzaruchet Sibur, traveled around for various mitzvahs, collecting money. One time he was he was out for a for a long time. When he returns home, he, he, feel you love them, he call it stardom, right? All of his kids surround him and said, ah, oh, Baba, what'd you bring me? What'd you bring me? What'd you bring me? I know the feeling, right? I know the feeling. How much in those three suitcases or two, whatever, whichever way I fly, you know, uh, how much is for me and how much is, was ordered in these days, right? So, what'd you bring me? What'd you bring me? And he faints on the floor. He faints. Great uh, Hasidic masters took things to heart, and he fainted. And after being, what do you bring me? When you bring you? nisale Once he woke up, he said, "He said, what What happened? What happened?" They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. But when they kept saying, "What do you bring me? When you bring me," I was thinking, after have Ashram. And I'm going to be asked, "What do you bring me? What do you bring me?" After 120 years, <laughs> what do you bring? What do you bring? We have to make sure we fill our we fill our pockets with appropriate. the famous story about the guy who gets mixed up with the chazer and the and uh, the diamonds. And all of a sudden he thinks that's what's uh, valuable. But that's what Moshe Leib Misasav says, says. Right? The days that come, he wants to make sure he has all of his days. All of his days that he's with, he doesn't want to have any day that's that's lacking. And we want to make sure that we have a lot to bring. We have a lot to bring. We all have a lot to bring. Torah and mitzvos and tefilos and chesed, bar Hashem. We just have to try to pile it on each day, each day to be proud of. Be proud of something that we did that day. Okay. So, Yosef is asked to swear, and Yosef says, Okay, I'll do it. Anochi esekid varecha. Pasagwamid. Right, Yaakov again says, kfartani b'kvurasam, bury me in their kavura. bury me in marasamachpela, which we know later on they went up and uh, Chazal added the whole story with Esau and Chushim and uh, outside of marasamachpela, all of the uh, amazing story that took place. But Yosef says, fine, anochi esekidarecha, I will do exactly what you ask for. That is what Yosef says. If you look in the Das Zekanim, the Pashab Shad is that Yosef says, Okay, I'll do it. I'll bury you in, in uh, Eretz Kanaan. But if you look in the source number 5, the das HaKadim Baal is quoted on line 5. What does kid Kedvarecha means? Just like you are asking me and I'm going to bury you in Kanan, so too... I'm going to make sure that I'm buried in Canaan. And we know it means all the Shvatim were buried in Eretz Canaan. And the question that's asked here by the Eish Tamid, again, the Dasek Ha'enim is Ba'li Right? What is I'll do like you. Your words. That doesn't just mean like the Pashup Shot. I'll do like you're asking me to do. I'll do like your words. What are your words? To be buried in Mitzrayim, so I'm also going to be buried in Mitzrayim. To be buried in Canaan, so I'm also going to be buried in Canaan. So, why, why where does that come from? Why does, why does that, why is that required? Vitzarech Biur, he says on the next page. Ma Shayachim Tiburim Eilu, Achet Sivu Yaakov. Shet Sivu Bi Yaakov just says, bury me in Canaan. Ma Dua Tzarech Lomersha Yaakov Sha'afu, Sha'afu Ya'alez where do you know that Yaakov wanted Yossi to be buried in, in Canaan? And the rest of the Shvatim? Where do you see that in the words? He just says, and the Pashup Shot again is just to bury him, Yaakov. So where do you see in the text otherwise? So he gives two answers, one in the footnotes, and one in the text. I, I, I cut it, so I put the footnotes first. That's what we'll do first. Ye Shlomar. Ye Shlomar, source 7, he says, maybe it's based on the Rambam. The Rambam at the end of Hilchas, towards the end of Hilchas Avel in Perag Yudalad. we quoted this Rambam in other uh contexts. The Rambam says, mitzvah hasei shal divrayim. there's a mitzvah de to do all of the gemilas chasadim mitzvahs. Lovaker cholem, l'nachem ave-lim, to visit the sick to comfort the mourners, u'lahot siyames, u'lahachnas hakala, l'lavos archim, Right, all of these. L'zai b'chol tzorchi called and then all of these, says the Rambam, even though they're de details, but they're all included in the larger rubric of V'yahavta l'recha kamocha. That's the Rambam. kamocha sh'ata osam Everything that you want others to do for you, ata otan l'achicha, you do for them. You want something done for you, so you do it for them. Fine. So says the Eshtamid, first shot. maybe that's what Yosef was saying. Yose, Amar lo Yosev Kivan Shaaf anochi wrote says shealu I want my bones to be taken, so if I want my bones to be taken, I'm, I need to take your bones. Ani eset kidvarecha because of vivahto recha kamocha element. If I don't take your bones, then I'm not going to be zochah to take my bones because that's not fair. Lavake shachirim meachem shealu asas mosai. Harry muchrechani miten vivahto kamocha. And therefore, ain't so Shava, I don't even have to swear. I'm already Mitsuva, I'm already included in that. I know that svara. So, that's one idea he has in the footnotes. But his main idea, in source number eight now, is based on the Gabara Nidah that we know. The Gabara Nidah tells us that we know Tanar Rabanan, Shlosha Shutvin Yeshba Adam. There are three partners in every person. Three partners. Baruch Va Va'aviv, Va'imo. Hashem and the parents. Aviv Masriya, and then Gemara goes through into what each parent puts into the baby. Again, how exactly this is uh, explained scientifically today is not our issue now. But Aviv Masriya, lo Benjaminu, at the bones come from the father. The Gidim and the fingernails, the Mohak and the brain, the Lobit Shabayan and the White of the Eye, Emo Mazras, Odenu, Or Basar, the skin, the flesh, the hair, Shachar the black of the eye, whatever this means. And Rakhbrahu of course gives the neshama and the senses. The parents give the ears and the eyes and the nose, but Hashem gives smell and sight and and the ability to hear. Ruach and a the cluster panim, ri'yas ha'ayin, shmiah sa'ozin, zib or the ability to speak, halach or the ability to walk, ubina, the haskiel, and wisdom. And when it's time to go, the gimishigiyas manali patim and a olam, when it's time for the person to pass from the world, hakarish baracho takes his chalek, and the other Khalakim are left. And we give them back to the, right, el afar, el afar tashuv. Alpizeth says the, ish Fascinating. So if Yaakov says, I want to be buried in Canaan," there's a piece of Yaakov in Yosef. Every parent has a piece of them in their child. So when Yaakov says, I want to be buried in Canaan," he's basically in effect saying, Yosef, that means you too. And Yosef, that means the brothers too. Because every parent has a part of them in their children. Obviously, metaphysically, but also even physically. Yeesh Lomar, the kibben shah of him as we all love him, we know what's samos vegidim. Nimsah shah kam, atzmosav shah Yosef yishar with mitzrayim. Hari nechzem ashabikish Yaakov, slowly cover mitzrayim. Yaakov says, I don't want any of me in mitzrayim. So that means Yosef. Me acher shah atzmosav shah Yosef cover mitzrayim. Nimsah shah atzmosav Yakov abhebe mitzrayim. So once Yaakov says, Bury me in Mitzrayim. Yo- Yosef says, I'm going to do like your words. What does that mean? Baliatosvis, Okay, I'm also in Mitzrayim. I'm also in Canaan. He's going to tell his brothers, because he doesn't want a piece of Yaakov to be left. And ma'od. What does Yosef say to his brothers? It's the bones. It's the bones. Bedugi sohat samos. Viakov odiber davka lat samos. didn't davka say at samos. Right? Yoder Jacob's just say, ukvartani bik only Yosef. And we emphasize that right throughout Khazal. Atmos Yosef. Atmos Yosef. It's the bones of Yosef. Why? Why not just Yosef? Because that's 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 the uh what needed to be buried. Shekivncha atmos teme aviv lakakh masha yakhshuv Yosef, hu shia Lakayematsivu show Yaakov. On Mavor Bizay Yoso Eat Haflov, line twenty two. When Rashi says, Valisimatasbosai Mizhem La Madnu Shaf Atmos Kola Shvatim Heluimo The word is alluding to us that all the Shvatim were buried in Canaan. Matuot Yosef, why did Yosef have to tell them that? Yaqov only told Yosef. Again, Luhimisbarhu niflabioser. If he swore to Yaakov, that means Yosef has to get all the bones of the of the, grand, of the children of Yaakov. Again, DNA scientifically, the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren, it continues, but the Gemara says, halachically, there are three partners in a child. It doesn't say the grandparent. Right? Obviously, that goes back a door, but at least for Allahic purposes is the three, and that's why it's at least one generation. So once, Also, a long time ago, we might have mentioned this, that that is why the Minag of Klai Yisrael is to say a mother's name by a Misha Beirach for Rafua and a father's name by a kelmale right? That's the uh, way it's on. Why is that? So one suggestion is that because after a person is passed on, what's left and what remains are their bones, and that comes from the father based on this Gemara. And that's why the Kelmale is what's said um, after a person's uh, Ptira. But when a person's alive, various reasons. The mother's the one that gives the flesh. The flesh and the sinews, that's where a lot of illness comes from. And uh, there's Rachmanis of the mother. There are other uh, elements uh, as well. Right? If somebody has an illness of the bones, right, we still say the mother. Right? Uh, that, that detail doesn't work going into this thought, but again, that's in general. In general, Okay, so this is the Eish Tamid talking about why Yosef uh, ber- was well, said, I'm going to be buried in uh, as an answer to, to his father. Okay, we continue. We continue. Again, we have a number of pages uh, longer Mamarim this week. Sometimes they're shorter thoughts, sometimes they're just uh, a lot to say. So, let's learn a Sichas Musr together from Rav Chaim i We're not going to read the whole thing. Right in the middle on line 15, he quotes, right, the Passock in this week's Parsha. Right, when he is talking to Yosef, and he says, a little history, right, when I came, right, your mother, Rachel, died. I buried her on the way. What's this whole pasik teaching us? So Rashi quotes. Yaakov is saying, explaining why he didn't bring Rachel any further in. He buried her on the road. <laughs> Even though I'm being matriach, you, and I wasn't matriach to take your mother. <laughs> And don't think that the reason I didn't take her was because it was bad weather. I said, no, the weather was fine. I didn't even bring her to a city. No. I know you might have, you know, thinking to yourself, well, you didn't bring mom. And you want me to bring you all the way up to Canaan? No. Even though all logic said I should bring her, Hashem told me to leave her. Leave her at that spot. When they go to Golis, and therefore I didn't, I didn't bring her. So what is this, what is Yaakov Avinu, what is Chazal trying to teach us? But Yaakov is kind of saying like all these things that, you know, maybe would get Yosef upset. Why doesn't he just say yeah? I'm sorry I didn't bury bury her and bring her. He says it was good weather and I could have and I had all the you know, abilities to, but Hashem told me not to. What's what what's that emphasizing to us? El ha'inyan says Hashem. The message here is I'm sorry, I skipped. Vishlus bonyim bazel line twenty two. Bishasha by Yaakov the Fayy says Yosef and Yaakov is trying to be the Fayy's the son to get him to to bury him, and that he shouldn't be upset. Lo musrach l'kol akdamas Why do why do you need all these akdamas? Like just say Hashem told me to bury her there. You had to say it was good weather. You had to say it was. I could have. I could have. I could have. But just say Hashem told me to. So this is the Inyan. The Dvar Hashem and the Ratzon Hashem could only be recognized and seen when there's nothing, clearly, when there's nothing else going on. When there's no other noise. No other spiritual noise. Me'avak Hativim Bamakhmeth is any type of dust of nature. I won't call it natural dust. But dust of nature, ain't Hashem the Dvar Hashem cannot be heard. And we had that skip for a minute, we had that by Mount Sinai. Remember the measure cells, what happened by Mount Sinai. A bird did not chirp. The wind did not blow. Of lo parach, tipher lo tsayit, shor lo ofaneim lo afu. The malachim didn't make any any sounds. Sraphim lo amur kadosh, hayam lo nizdaza. The water did not lap up on the on the beach. Habrios lo dibru. Nobody. Olam shosik umachrish viyatzakol anochi yasham lo kecha. Clarity, full clarity, without anything else going on. Kiday Mine 43. In order for it to be so clear and not be any shadow of a doubt, all natural factors were removed. If there was a bird chirping, if there was something else going on, it wouldn't have been a full, complete, exclusive, if there was any wave, Anything. At that moment, it was clarity. As a response to nasa to Naseh, we were to that experience. Says the Heishable Levitz, Yaakov Avinu wanted to make sure that Yosef heard loud and clear that it was just the Dvar Hashem. He didn't want him to think it was anything. It was also laziness and it was also weather. And it was, no, no, no. I'm telling you, it should have been done the other way. All factors pointed the other way. So now that we have that cleared up, our Kodesh Baruch Hu told me to do it. And says Rechaim Shmolevitz, we find throughout history that it wasn't as clear as it was Maimon Adar Sinai, and therefore people didn't, didn't take it. Right? Elio Bahar Carmel. Right, a fire came down from Shemayim. Most unbelievable story. that uh, They spend the whole day trying to get a fire to come down from Shemayim. Nothing happens. Elio says, why don't you scream even louder? Maybe he's sleeping. And... Finally he pours water and fire comes down. Hashem, Elohim, what does Elio do right before that? He dives to Hashem, aneni Hashem aneni. Why? What does the Gemara say? He was diving. Hashem, please don't let them think that it's magic. Don't let them think that I'm I'm I'm, I'm sleight of hand and I'm pulling the wool over their eyes. When you see a fire from God coming down from Shamayim, it says Rachan Sholevitz. Throughout history, uh, except by that moment of Harsinai, there's always been a little dust. That's how Kodesh Baruch Hu runs the world. Right? There was a wind by Kriyas Yamsuf. Not enough for Kriyas Yamsuf, but there was a wind. Yaakov Avinu wanted to take away everything besides the Dvar Hashem when he told Yosef. That's why he did what he did, according to Chazal. And that's what happened at Maimed Har Sinai, And that's what we have many examples of this he quotes other psukim in in uh, Tanakh he quotes the Ramban on the on last week's parsha how Yocheved being born was an even greater nace right than than uh, the earlier Sara Imenu having right it must be the her, uh, the um Nolda ben Achomos, right? And she must have been, uh, her mother must have been 100. And uh, According, if she was Nola ben Achomos and Moshe Rabbeinu was 80 when they left Mitzrayim, that means that she was 130 when Moshe was born. But we don't have a, a reference to that in the Torah. What an unbelievable niece. But it wasn't forecast. The Torah is not a history book. And somebody will say, oh, maybe she wasn't that old. We're not interested in recording everyone. And then he gives other more modern examples. 42. Right, and this is personal experience. Hatzolas yeshivas mir mitoch ha-ayuma. the saving of the Mir yeshiva in Shanghai. Ha'isa bevada nisim gluyim Kayadua. It was open miracles. Viloi nishlach malach ben levaser alkach. If a navi would have said before the war that this was going to happen, ha'yu nisim bechinasel his galus hashchina mamish. It would have been iskalas Sashina. Ava Maya Shaloya Mal, because it wasn't forecast. Hayachol Rav Zarui Alhaenayim. There was a lot of sand that was scattered on the eyes. Shero Khominativim Consul Visos Vhadoma. Right, they're all the different ways to explain. Vyafki Borishilo Atvim Alalu Alakizasinaim, even though this was just a sleight of hand, so to speak, it was all Hashem, it was covered. And then he says, He's talking about after the Six Day War. Right? What happened in this country. It was all nice. It's all about just the sand over our eyes. We have to make sure and remember that it's all about recognizing the Tvar Hashem. And since Mayimad sinai there is sand and dust floating around. But it's our job to see through it. It's our job to see through the fog to be able to, to do our best to recognize HaKadosh Baruch. Okay, two more thoughts. Let's try to, uh, to squeeze in. So we have to talk about the Brachas a little bit. So I'll we'll have one thought on the Brachas. Remember a couple of years ago we said, we call these the Birchas Yaakov even though some of them don't seem to be so Bracha-like. Right? Ruvain doesn't seem to be so Bracha-like. Shimon and Levi, and uh, and others, so Revolvi said a number of years ago, we mentioned it, the greatest bracha a person can have is when they recognize their strengths and their own abilities. And if we're living somebody else's life, then that's not us. And that's the greatest bracha. So therefore, sometimes these warrant doesn't seem like brachas now. But if they're used properly, Shimon Levi Levi turned it to something great. Shimon Rashi quotes from Malam de Tinokos, our teachers. So the greatest bracha a person could have, but that's what Yaakov was telling them. He was telling them their own personalities, their own midos. Some of them have already succeeded, and some of them have not, but he's telling them who they were, and in that way it would be a bracha. So, Yisachar, Yisachar Chamar Garem. Yisachar was a donkey, right? Chamar Garem. Let's find the, uh, the pasik. Yisachar Chamar Garem, pasik, yudalid. Chamar garem, chamar bal atsamos, sovel ol Torah. I'm reading Rashi. Kechamar chazak shmatine b'masa kaved, a loaded donkey. Chamar garem, a very loaded donkey. That's uh, what Rashi says. Right, the unkalis uh, atir benichsin, rich in assets. A loaded donkey. We might say those are spiritual assets. If you look in the Sava Kabbalah, he always picks up on the words. He always picks up on the words and gives us messages. Yisachar, as we know, uh, was known for uh, his spiritual leadership. Yisachar chamar Garem. So says the Ksavah uh, HaKabala, what could chamar, chamar is donkey, but also it could stand for chumrius, right? Physicality. Let's see. V'atznai HaRishon, the Kineas the first step if a person wants to dedicate themselves to Torah, to a life of Torah, they can't celebrate physical tanugim and enjoyment. That can't be the message of their life. Chamar garim, garim we find elsewhere means to break. So yisachar, if you want to be a Torah leader, chamar the chumrius, the center of life on on gashmius has to be broken. Chamar garim, and that's what he says on line seven. That's number one. But we also recognize that Judaism doesn't reject tanugim; it should just be not the center of our existence. So chamar garim the chubrius could be broken, but then rovates it could be scattered. He could take it in little doses. You could take it here and there when it's something as part of our Avodis Hashem, when it's not the mainstay of our life. And that's how he reads this passage. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I want to get to the last point, but that's how he understands this passage. Chumrius has to be rejected as the center of our life, but it could be scattered, rovates, throughout our lives as we use it uh, properly as a means and not as an as end. Okay, we get to the end of Sefer, Vay- Sefer Brachus. We're at the end of Sefer Hayashar. The story of the Avos is leaving us, sadly, but it never leaves us, and we move on to the story of the nation. The Nesivah Shalom, you have it there. I gave you. This is the last mamma of his in, in Sefer Brachus. The points out that we're about to start the first Galus. We're about to start Sheba Mitzrayim, Galus Mitzrayim. And it's fascinating that this was already forecast way back when. Not even only from Brisbane Habisarim, right, that you'll be in, be in an Erez but from Mysa Bracious. The in Bracious already says, Vaha'aretz Haisa Tohu, Vavohu, Vachoshech Alpaneta home." that's a reference to the four Galios, right? Tohu Zebavel, Bohu Madai Choshech Yavan, Right, and Nimsa Yisrael tahom at Edom, Bris Ben Abasarim. Also, Bavel Madai. I don't understand. Says the Nesiv Shalom, all the Galios were already forecast, but isn't Galios because of sin as an Onesh? And yet, even ready at at Maysa Bracious and at Bris Ben Abasarim before we did anything, Nimsa Kigzeras Hagalios Kvarhaisa Kvuah VaOmedes MeReshas Abria. Futamua, what is the Indian of Galus? And Galus Mitzrayim, which is the first one, was told to Avraham, the, 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 seventy, the seventy Jews that went down, they weren't Jews yet maybe, the seventy Bnei Yisrael that went down, why was this the Xaira? Yaakov's on his way down, Hashem says, don't be worried. Don't be worried! Yaakov knew the Nevua given to his grandfather. So of course he was going to be worried. Says the Nesiva Shalom, and I'm adding a little bit, but he says all of us live on two planes. We live on the personal plane, obviously, and there's scharva onesh, and there's ups and downs, but there's also a, a, a destiny that the world is marching towards, from the beginning of time until the end of time. And part of that, Part of that destiny is Golis and Gaula, that process. Both for personal individuals and for, na- and for national and universal. Yeah, there's a medrash that says that, uh, there's a woman that speaks to one of the time and says, what does the i Hashem do all day? And the answer is, Bona Sulamos. It makes ladders. Because life is ups and downs. Gaulus and Gula. Gaulus, it's part of the Bria. Yes, we deserved it and we brought it upon ourselves, and that's on the individual plane. But there's also an element. Again, we can't understand how it works. How could it be personal Skarva Onesh and also a larger scale of, of things that were meant to happen? But he says that's, that's part of Ein Anuyo de Malnachon, atikin she Nifal Bechal Gaulus. We're heading towards the ultimate destiny of Klal Yisrael, which is the finishing up of all the galios. And he says on the next page, we have this Emunah that Baruch who is in charge. He looks on the left side. The left side, line 17. Right? We know, line, line 15. Throughout all of our centuries, the Chorbanos that we had, especially the Holocaust, a third of our nation. There's no explanation. There's Golis and there's Geula of the Prat. And there's galus and the Geula of the Klav. And as we know, from this Sefer, we're about to start the first Gaulus, which is the root of all gulis, right? And again, he goes through his we just have to remember that it's all about a baruch Hu being with us and a Yosef recognized it was all part of the divine plan. So we have to recognize it's part of the divine plan. We have to da- we daven. It's not good to be in galus. It is an Onesh. But we have to recognize and try to do what we can in the interim. And even if we have this chus to be back in Eretz Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, we're still in galus in a certain sense. We don't have a base on Migdash. There's anti-Semitism. We don't live in safety. We're still waiting for Yemos Hamashiach. But we have to re- recognize, as we started off this year, look at his last paragraph, right? This Shabbos is Shabbos of Chizuk. I'm coming down to Mitzrayim, but I'm also coming up with you. Recognize that I'm with you. I'm with you in any gallus. I'm with you in any difficult time, whether it's personal whether it's national, whether it's universal. You read so that HaKadosh Baruch Hu. take us out of this Galus and all Galios and bring us back to the Gula Shlema via V'Amenu.